The world is a big and magical place, and Jason and Colin are your guides. So grab a bucket of pixie dust, because this is Disney World with sass and no strollers. And here are your two fairy godfathers. What's up, fairy friends? We're back for season four of Two Fairy Godfathers. I'm Jason Matheson. And I'm Colin Matheson. Hello. We missed you so very much. And now we are back. We weren't sure this day would ever come. No, we were sure. It's it's really good to be back. We did miss you. We have a fun-filled season in store. So sit back, relax, grab a Mickey ice cream bar, and let's get sassy. Sassy. That was a Phil Hartman bit on SNL. There used to be a magazine in the 90s called Sassy. Were you the editor? Whatever, bitch. <laughs> no, I was not the editor. But no, it was called, and then Phil Hartman did a spoof on it. Sassy. We used to walk around high school. Are you the editor of Sassy? Anyway, welcome to the first episode of our season four. And today we're going we're gonna to get right into it because listening to hundreds of podcasts as I do, nothing drives me more crazy than the host droning on and on without getting right to it. So we're going to get right to it. And today it is uh, about all about two big headlines coming out of uh, the Disney World news horn. And the first one is, well, we'll do a lesson that we learned to end the podcast with, to end this episode. But we're going to start with, you're reading it in the Wall Street Journal. You're reading it on Yahoo Business News. Depending, if you're listening to this podcast, your algorithm is probably set up to receive a lot of Disney World news. And you've been hearing a lot about price increases. And the question out of a lot of hair on fire headline writers is, is Disney World getting too expensive for the average family? Yes. That does it for us. We'll see you next time. No. <laughs> That's our episode, everybody. Yes. Thank you, Colin, for that commentary. No, the, the catalyst for this really is the news that you all saw, or if you didn't see, maybe you're a novice and you're listening to us, is that Genie Plus went up in price again. Now, before we go any farther, if you are a novice, explain to the good friends what Genie Plus is, Kyle. Well, there's like, I don't even know why they talk about the free planning service of Genie Plus. No, what people really use Genie Plus for is to use lightning lanes, which are a shortened version of the queue, usually, for select attractions at each of the parks in Walt Disney World. Um, it debuted in 2020? 2021, I believe, post-pandemic, because they took is, away fast passes. They used the pandemic as an opportunity to take away the old fast pass system, which was free. Yeah, and this is already the second. I mean, they came out with the price, and now a price increase in a year. That's yeah. insane. So it is basically Genie Plus is a ride-skipping mechanism for you, where for a certain amount every day you pay and for every member of your party and for every day that you're there, you get to skip the line per se for the majority of Disney attractions with the exception of one ride in each park that I love Molly over there at, uh, uh, 
well, she used to be someplace else. But anyway, Molly calls them fancy rides, and I think DFB guy does too. There's one fancy ride per park. The technical term is individual lightning lane, and we'll get to those in just a second. But we're going to talk about Genie Plus. When it started, it was $15 per person per day. Yeah. Now it is using surge pricing, just like Disney's ticketing system is priced, you know, changes depending on when you get a ticket. They're using the same formula for Disney Genie Plus. Which I'm not surprised by, but come on, cheap ass. So the most we've seen it is $25 per person per day. So if you are a family of four, that is an extra $100 on top of your park tickets and parking and flight or train or bus and hotel, food, snacks, and souvenirs. Yeah, it's insane. It's Now, I will say this. It is still cheaper than Universal. Which, and I think the system works better because they actually control how many lightning lanes are available each time, blah, 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 versus Universal is just a free-for-all. Well, it's not a free, okay. We don't, it, it, they do have a system. We just don't know what that system is. There's no system. There is a system. We just don't know what it is. And we just, don't think it, no, but I'm saying there is a, they have a cap. They have a limit. We yeah, but, just don't think it works as well but as But there's Disney. no like reservation system with like a time and no. stuff. So a hundred, all everyone that has um, express pass at universal could go to the same ride at the same time. And yes, you know, but there is a cap. I mean, they do have a system that they use as far as how sure. many they're going to give in a day. Well, and moral of the story, theirs is still way more expensive. I've seen that there's like $350 a day. They call theirs the express pass. Yeah. So, um, so I guess you can still say it's a value. So, you're coming to us because you're wondering, is it still worth it? That's really the question. And that is a really, we get asked that all the time. You know, we get asked, where should you stay? Blah, blah, blah. It really, the answer to this question is really the same. Um, I still have the same series of questions for you to answer this question. Meaning, what are you looking for? Like, what is your goal, right? Yeah, it's about priorities. Because like, for me, time is money. And if we're going for a quick three-day weekend, I don't want to spend all day at one park waiting in line. So and I'll spend $20 to skip having to wait in line. I always had that phrase, and I'm going to repeat it in the back of my mind, and you should too. And that is what Colin just said. Time is money, especially at Disney. So when, whenever you're making a decision, especially if you're on a limited time like Colin just laid out, really have – I know that that's, that concept is pretty cliche, but sincerely – you got to think about what you're spending compared to what you want out of it. Do you want to wait two, three hours if you're there at peak time? Do you want to? Do you want to wait? Not waste, but do you want to wait for two hours for one ride? Yeah. No, thank you. Times three, you know, per day, you're wasting a lot of time. That's why I know it's expensive, but keep that in the back of your mind because we will always pay it. Now I will stop and say if you know nothing about us. We acknowledge we are in a much different position. We do not have kids. We're two. We're a married gay couple. We have two dogs that do not go to Disney World. So <laughs> we're gay and have some disposable income. I want to acknowledge that because I don't want to seem. However, 
it is worth it to me is my general answer. Unless you are not a ride person. Yeah, then I guess why why would you pay for it? Because you're not going to use it. No. And the next thing is it's not it's not um it's not equal across all the parks. And what I mean by that is Genie Plus comes in really handy, in my opinion, at two parks, and it's not as necessary at two other parks. And I'm looking at Colin to see if he would agree with me. My feeling is Genie Plus is most effective at Magic Kingdom and at Disney's Hollywood Studios. It You can live without it at Animal Kingdom and right now in construction hell Epcot. Do you agree or disagree there, dear husband? I think absolutely with Animal Kingdom, I agree. I think Epcot is now big enough and busy enough that you could get away with using it there too. I Yes. Let me put an asterisk. Epcot is right there in the middle for me. So I think it's worth it. I'm talking about the general, hi, John Q. Public, Jane Q. Public. Yeah. I, I, Epcot is in the middle for me. Sure. But Animal, you can absolutely get away with not using it. So my next question, because here's things that You're I, supposed to be answering questions. No, I shouldn't. Questions. I know, but I should know this, but this is your area of expertise. My okay. area is all kinds of other things, but- Planning. Um, if I just want the individual lightning lane attraction, do I have to buy Genie Plus in addition to that? Meaning, if I'm going to Animal Kingdom and I just want to ride Flight of Passage, can I just buy Flight of Passage and not pay the $20 for Genie Plus? Now, I'm looking that up because um, I love that you put me on the spot. Um, oh, I thought you knew the answer. I'm sorry. I do not know the answer because it changes all the time. I know. That's the other thing. Every time we have something figured out, they go and they switch it all up on us. Yes. Um, you can get two. You can get two. Well, first of all, I got to tell you, um, you, you may purchase this option without Genie Plus. Now, as of the recording of this podcast, you can buy an individual lightning lane without, without Genie Plus. Okay. Guests may purchase this option with or without G, uh, the Disney Genie Plus service. So that's even more reason, I think, like in Animal Kingdom, that you don't need Genie Plus because if you're going to buy Flight of Passage, do that on its own. Yeah. You I mean, you don't need the $20 for the rest of the rides. You do, however, to be very specific, you do need the My Disney Experience app, obviously. Um, now, also, this gets into it where how do you work around it, Jason Kyle? Well, here's the deal. Let's take animals since we're really focusing on that. Here's how you work around it. You need to get your butt out of bed. You really do. This is where getting to park at rope drop, which is code for getting there at park open, comes in uh, comes in handy. And it's what you need to do. You need to get to the park. The general rule is a half hour before open. I would actually do it about 40 45 minutes before open. Do you not agree, Kyle? Yeah, because they always open early. They always open early and they never advertise that. If, if you're this is your first time going, you haven't been in a while, know that. Not every day and it's not guaranteed, but more often than not, as many times as we've been there, they always seem to open the parks a little early and we're always surprised well, by that. And let me be clear, for Disney hotel guests. Yes. Because if you're not staying on property, they literally will make you wait until the very last second. But if you're staying on property... And you have that 30 minutes before park open that you can go and enjoy the park. They do that more than 30 minutes early, oftentimes. Yes. And we'll get into that again. But just remember what Colin just said. 
you can get into the parks early if you stay at a Disney-owned hotel. Other guests have to wait to park open. We're, we're going to get into that at the end of this episode because we learned a valuable lesson. It is a lesson that, It is a lesson in the category of even if you're a Disney expert, you can get tripped up. Yes. My dear husband, who is the best, and here's a compliment, he is the best at Disney planning, um, missed. Now, I'm not, I'm not calling you out, but... Oh, you, you did when we were there. No, I did not. No, you called yourself out. I know, I but was, you were miserable. I was miserable, and I will explain why, but you are the best at Disney planning, and it escaped you. Yeah. My point being, it's a... Anyway, we'll get to that in just a minute. Okay, back to value of Disney Genie Plus. Is okay, it let me, it? Let, me, let me wrap up the Animal Kingdom, though, the oh. scenario. So get there at Rope Drop. Get there 40 minutes early. And then immediately go to Flight of Passage in Pandora. Knock that ride out. Do you yeah. disagree? Well, I was going to say there's two theories, schools, whatever the phrase is I want to use there. There's two different strategies with that. And it is either go to the big ride that everyone wants to go on and knock it out. Okay. Or that's the one everyone else is going to go to. You do everything else. Okay, but, true. But at Animal Kingdom... I don't think that's necessary. So I would do I would do Avatar. Yeah, we're going at, at Hollywood. When everyone goes to Rise of the Resistance, you can knock out Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, Slinky Dog. While everyone else is doing that, you can do three rides. I would do Slinky Dog first in that well, scenario. I know. I'm just listing. I know about that that one. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There, we're gonna go though. We're going with the generic park goer that wants all the big rides. So if you want the big rides, you're at Animal, you do not want to buy Genie Plus for your Animal Kingdom day, which is really, Animal Kingdom is what we call a half-day park. Um, get there 40 minutes early. The minute the park opens, you get your ass to Pandora, Avatar World, ride Flight of Passage, and then immediately go on the safari uh, if you're going in the morning. Because the animals are most active in the morning, we always have the best experience, and then hit... Uh, Everest. Everest. That's those, the order that I would do. Yeah, those are the three rides we do. And then if you want to do Dinosaur, you want to do Navi River Journey, knock yourself out. But once you do those three, I think you're done. You're uh, For us, again, we are ride. Um, our dog's food motivated. We are ride. You're listening to two people. This podcast is done by two people who are ride motivated. So just so you know, we're not character meet and greet kind of guys we're not parade watchers we are cocktail and ride motivated i'm joking but i'm really not joking no, so you know where we're coming absolutely. from absolutely so yeah so that's how you get around it at um animal kingdom the same thing for epcot get there at rope drop 40 minutes early and get right on the big rides um right now there's as of the recording of this podcast there is no standby line for guardians of the galaxy but go on um frozen or go on Test Track, don't you think? Or Remy's. I would go on one of those yep. at Rope Drop. Okay, now we're going to go back to what you said. Is it worth it? Because, again, we're talking, is Disney World getting too expensive for everybody? Is Genie Plus worth it? And I would say you have to make the most of it. So here is my tink tip. Can I get a little sound effect? Oh, he is um, He is asking. He's producing. I know. Well, yes. I can't reach the board. Yes, I will give you. Here we go. There's a little Tinkerbell orgasm. There. Oh, is that what that was? That's, that's, that's what that Thank was. you. Um, keep refreshing on okay. 
Genie Plus. Hallelujahs. Yes. So a lot of times people look and they're like, oh, it's, oh. Gone, it's gone for the day. We're done. We can't do it. Preach, sister. No. So um, in this trip from hell that we just went on that Jason's going to talk about, we learned a lesson and we weren't able to get Rise of the Resistance when we wanted to. And so all day when we got there, so for like a good three or four hours. It was three. I looked for the sake of, yeah. You just kept refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. And someone either canceled theirs or something became available. Boop, booked it. You just have to keep trying. And we know it's a pain in the ass. Uh, in the old world, if you listen to seasons one through three, we literally called it playing the game with fast passes. It was actually the uh, one of our first episodes. Mm -hmm. We titled it playing the game. You can play the game with Genie Plus. It's just a little different. Yeah. Now that you can't ride the same ride more than once. Yeah. Now you're just trying to get them at times that work best for you because you can't pick times like you used to be able to on fast no. pass. So you just got to literally keep refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Yes. And keep pulling, just pull down, get into that park, pull down the screen. And we'll look at an option and be like, you know, it, let's say it's 10 a.m. I'll see something for noon. And I'm like, do you want to book this at noon? And Jason's like, no, because it's two hours. We can't do anything. Just keep looking. We'll find something sooner. Just keep looking, keep looking. And we do. We do. We always do. Um, Molly, so my girl calls it, I think she calls it um, pediddling. No, I call that's pediddling for me. But anyway, she calls, she has a term for that. I love Molly from Mammoth Club. But yeah. I, I, I do it or Colin does it. If you have a big group, assign somebody while they're waiting. I know it's a pain and your, your phone, your face is stuck in your phone. But again, that's why we call it playing the game. Keep refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. New times will maybe pop up for yeah, you. We assign each of us a different ride. Yep. And we just refresh, refresh, refresh. And we never have to like wait or kill time and be like, we have an hour to kill before our next ride. Nope. We have these things lined up. So. Yes. Okay. Uh, so bottom line, is it worth it? I think we kind of answered it. If you are ride motivated, like food motivated, if you are ride motivated, the answer to our question is yes. At Magic Kingdom, Disney's Hollywood Studios, because those two have the most rides. Um, it is not worth it, really, at Animal Kingdom if you can get up early. And we're kind of in the middle on Epcot. So with all the construction happening. Yep. So there we go. Okay, here's a little earful. A lesson that we learned in one of our last trips. Friends, chipmunks, musketeers, lend me your ears. It's time for Jason and Colin to give an earful. Okay, so we learned a lesson, didn't we, Colin? Sure did. I sound like the church lady. Oop, that was me hitting the machine. Sorry about that. Um, we learned a lesson the last time. And what is that lesson, Colin? Read the fine print. And we really do mean the fine print. Would you like to explain to our fairy friends, fairy? Yeah, so here, here's the deal, folks. I mean um, that lovingly. <laughs> I am, as Jason said, in charge of all the planning. So we were going to see our friends, Joanna and Beth. Hello. They're all British friends that work at the Rosen Crown and Tiffins. I'm sure they love you doing your own version of an English accent. I asked them permission because I know it's annoying, but um, I only do it because we love them. Go say hi, Joe and Beth at Rosen Crown and Tiffins. Okay, continue. So we were down to see them and visit them and... Uh, we could not get a room at the Swan and Dolphin like we normally would. And every other hotel was booked because this was very last minute. And the only thing that we were finding was 
the Waldorf Astoria. So we had never stayed there before. We thought this is a great chance to check out a new hotel. We can review it. For you guys? Yep. Um, and I looked, I read, I did my research. It says, yes, they are in fact what they call a good neighbor hotel. Which means? They have all of the benefits. Yeah, asterisk. Asterisk. Um, they have all the benefits of a Disney hotel. They're just not owned by Disney. And so I was like, that's exactly what we want. I need to be able to book my lightning lanes or, yeah, that's what they're called. I'm like getting fast pass and lightning lane. Um, I need to be able to book all that and do, have all the perks that I want staying at this hotel. So we booked the hotel. 7 a.m. rolls around the day of our departure. Jason is on the air trying to book Rise of the Resistance. I'm on. I'm not on the air. I, I'm on. He said I'm on the air. Yeah, you were on the radio show. Was I on the radio show? Because yeah, I got an oh, angry phone call. That's right. Because we left that day. I was on the air. On the. I. You didn't. I didn't. Now you didn't get an angry phone call. Settle down. Who do you believe? Uh, I, yeah, I didn't call you. I was freaking out because I went at the stroke of seven. Because that's when, if you stay at a Disney-owned property, you can start getting. Fast passes, and, or I'm sorry, light, see, I see? Yep. lightning lanes and individual uh, fancy ride passes. At the stroke of seven, I went to book Rise of the Resistance, and it told me I needed a valid Disney World hotel reservation. And we had one. I was like, what's going on? I don't it's understand. Linked. Yeah, it's linked. It's all here. I don't get it. So I started doing research. Come to find out. So the other thing that was confusing is we could book our other lightning lanes, we just couldn't book Rise of the Resistance. And I was like, why can I book Tower of Terror, but I can't book... The fancy rides is yeah. what we mean. Yeah, again, one fancy ride per park that you have to pay extra for. So I started doing my research, come to find out that is the one difference at the Waldorf that they don't offer. So like Swan and Dolphin, Good Neighbor Hotel or whatever, because they're not owned by Disney, but they're on Disney property, have all the perks. We never had that issue. No, they got grandfathered in early. And so I just assumed another good neighbor hotel that said, yes, you can book your lightning lanes and everything. I was like, oh, we're great. That is the one thing you can't do. You cannot book individual lightning lane attractions if you're staying at this good neighbor hotel, the Waldorf Astoria. Until? Until park open. Which was 8.30 that day. 8.30. you think, oh, not a big deal. It's 90 minutes. No, in 90 minutes, it's gone. It's gone until the evening. So again, just to recap, if you buy Disney Genie Plus, yes, at 7 a.m., staying at the Waldorf, you can still make what I'm going to refer to as normal Genie Plus lightning lanes, like Tower of Terror and even Slinky Dog. What you cannot do early is buy the individual lightning lanes that we refer to as fancy rides. So that is Rise of the Resistance at, at Hollywood Studios, Guardians of the Galaxy at Epcot. Flight of Passage at Animal Kingdom. And Seven Dwarves Mine Train at Magic Kingdom. There's a fancy ride per one per park right now that costs you separate. And right now they're surge pricing that. It can go all the way up to $25 too. Oh my gosh. It depends on the day. I've seen it $10. I've seen Rise of the Resistance $15 per person per ride, $17. For one ride. For one ride. That's and insane. Anyway. That really messed us up. That really messed us up because by the time we were able to make the reservations with everyone else, with, with folks that stay off property as they is the term, the first Rise of the Resistance reservation wasn't until 5.40 that evening. 
And we are not a single park kind of girl. No. We like to park hop, and so that was not a good option. It, and it, it brings me to the final part of the earful, and that is, really, Disney? I don't know why Disney, I need this explained to me. I do not think it is fair. I don't know why Disney does not hold a pack of reservations to be released at 8.30 for the general public that aren't staying on property. Because they want you to stay on property. I, I, I get it from a business standpoint. I think it is beyond greedy. I get the image of Mickey twisting his mustache, counting his money with Scrooge McDuck when, when, when this happens. Mm-hmm. And I don't like criticizing Disney, but unlike other folks who are hosted, not throwing shade, but I have we have no problem criticizing the mouse. I think this is one area where they can improve on mightily. Yes. They need to hold a pocket of reservations, good times in the morning, mid-morning and afternoon for the normal guests that are staying at like the Super 8, staying at a Hilton property off off property. Even if it's like 15% of their capacity. Yes. It doesn't have to be a lot, but you, there's... We should have an opportunity. It's a, it's a, it, 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 you've heard Kyle now reference it twice. I wasn't mad at him. It's like Joan Crawford. I'm not mad at you, Christina. I'm mad at the dirt. I wasn't mad at Colin. I was really, I was very upset at Disney. I thought this, this was a greed step too far for me because of the disadvantage normal folks have waiting until park open to make these fancy ride reservations. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy, there were no times available at 8.30. They were gone that day. Yeah. So that means people coming maybe for their first time, staying at the Marriott down the road. Or renting a house because you're here with your entire family. Yeah. They will not get to go on that ride because they're not staying on a Mickey Mouse-owned damn property. I think that is a greed step too far to me. Especially if you're not going to have a standby line. No, having said that, we're going to wrap this up, but a full review of the Waldorf, we'll do it some other time. But a brief, since we mentioned it, I'll just say lovely property. I don't know if we'll go back. I don't know. I didn't love it, capital L. It's beautiful. I mean, hello, it's the Waldorf story. I don't want to sound like a whiny biatch, but I didn't love it. It's a little too far away from me. Um, the bus, uh, their bus shuttle system is all right, um, but... The pool was a little sterile. The service was decent. Um, but I don't know if I would go back because of the individual lightning lane problem. Yeah. I And see, and some of the other things didn't bother me as much. Um, they're in the middle of a remodel. So maybe wait till that's done. Yeah. But we'll get all that into the next episode. And we'll tell you about our new favorite ride that opened at Epcot. Girl. I mean, you can kind of guess what it is in a full review of that. Um, but... One little shout out. We always love you. We mentioned him a few minutes ago, a perfect way to end the podcast, giving a shout out to great cast members. And that is our dear friends, Joe and Beth. So if you are in, if you are uh, in the parks, if you're in Epcot and you're stopping by Rose and Crown and you see the name tag, Joe, Joanna, Joanna or Beth say, Hey girl, vodka sodies. <laughs> That's what we drink. Citrus. We love them. Call. Welcome back for our new season. I know. I can't wait. Episode one's down. Okay, fairy friends, we'll be back in two weeks because you know we love you. So go out there and be fabulous. Bye, friends.
Count on the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your vehicle and budget. Get maximum cooling system performance for 10 years or 300,000 miles with Peak Long Life Universal Pre-Mixed Antifreeze and Coolant. Now just $3.99 after mail-in rebate. Limit supply. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.